Big announcement yesterday, the construction for a new laboratory in Vancouver that aims to enhance access to uh, PET and CT scans for cancer treatment. Now, health officials say this will significantly impact cancer care and research, but how? Like, why is this so important? Because right now we know people are struggling to get the treatment they need. In some cases, they desperately need for cancer care and treatment. So how much progress, if this is progress, is this? So joining us now to tell us is Dr. Francois Bernard, who's a Senior Executive Director of Research at BC Cancer. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Good morning. What is so significant about this announcement about this new laboratory? It will allow BC to be to have the capacity to expand the number of PET-CT scans offered uh, for cancer patients across the province. Currently, uh, BC Cancer has been operating a medical psychotron since 2010, um, and that psychotron has enabled the installation and the operation of four PET-CT scanners uh, in, in Victoria, Vancouver, and Kelowna. And this is really building for the future. It will allow first future proof um, in the sense that we have capacity in case one of the machines would break down. For example, if the current psychotron would break down, then that machine will be able to continue uh, providing supply. And it will allow the province to add and expand capacity and provide more PET-CT scans in the future. It will also have some short-term impact. As soon as it's operational, we should be able to increase capacity somewhat. But really, this is future proofing to make sure the province doesn't run out of capacity. Okay, so how, when you say how it could increase capacity, do we know by how much? Because we know there's quite a demand for this, right? Yeah, the demand, uh, we, 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 we have wait lists and so on. The demand is high. Um, the capacity can, can be improved by increasing the number of days in which we operate as well as the operating hours. Okay, so is this, there's so many concerns right now about cancer care in our province, Dr. Bernard. Is this one step? Like what other steps do we need to take? There's a comprehensive cancer plan, as you've probably seen, that the health ministry announced uh, last year uh, to massively invest in infrastructure, people, and uh, capacity in the system. These changes take time because it takes time to build. um, If you have a new facility, install a new hospital, a new cancer center, uh, you need to hire staff and train more people. Uh, So you can't turn a dime uh, around on a dime, a whole system. It takes time. However, there's been um, major investment made to build capacity, and we're starting to see really tangible results of these investments. The capacity for chemotherapy treatment has increased at about 10% um, uh, compared to last year. And um, uh, radiotherapy capacity, there's new centers that are being planned in uh, Nanaimo, for example, uh, Kamloops, uh, Surrey. All of that will contribute um, over the mid to long long term, and in the short term, uh, for example, to improve capacity for radiation therapy treatment. We're sending people to Bellingham in Washington State. Right, and that was pretty controversial, right, when that happened? Because people say, why are we doing that? How long does it take to get this up and running? How much longer do we have to send people to, to out of the country to get their treatment? Well, uh, you'd have to ask um, the, 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 the health minister, but right now I think there's a current contract in place and uh, that capacity is, uh, is being fully utilized and I think it'll continue until we are able to set up new radiation therapy facilities and, and increase capacity in the existing centres. So, Dr. Bernard, can you give us an idea of what, like, what's going on behind the scenes in terms of the sense of urgency to expand the system and to get it staffed up and to get the people so that we don't have these kinds of weights. 
Well, the, uh, the, these are consequences of decisions that were made 15 years ago, right? Uh, the, the, the need to expand, add more, more radiation therapy centers, more chemotherapy chairs, and so on. Uh, it requires physical space. It requires people. And we, we, we knew this was coming, uh, and, and it will continue to grow. Uh, the number of cancer cases increased because of the double hit we are getting from population aging as well as um, the increase in population. And we're doing everything we can to uh, speed up our, our capacity to uh, offer um, services to patients. And, and people are working extremely hard behind the scenes, uh, physicians, nurses. Um, it, it's hard. And uh, we, we are lucky that we have a, a really, really dedicated team of staff working for BC Cancer to help care for our people. Uh, we are hiring um, uh, as much as we can in terms of physicians, nurse practitioners, nurses, um, technologists to provide those services. Um, and, and we're getting great support uh, to be able to improve that service delivery. Um, so, but it takes time and um, we're doing everything we can to provide both short-term mitigation as well as make sure that we're set up in the future so that this doesn't, ha- this doesn't happen again. So this pro- project that was announced yesterday, how soon will it be built and up and running? It should be up and running in 2026. Uh, so spring 2026 is the current estimate by which the Psychotron will be up and running. That's actually pretty fast. Well, we were able to take advantage of an existing building that had been built and designed and worked. We'd been collaborating with Triumph, which is a big physics research lab um, uh, located on the south campus at UBC. And um, so this enabled us to move faster because they had a building. There was a space within the building that we could partner with Triumph and take advantage of that resource. This is why we, we, we chose that site. It can be up and running faster. And it reduces costs as well to get this implemented. Those are all good things. And so would you call this cutting-edge technology? Yes, it is. This is a rapidly expanding field. Access to diagnostic services is essential to be able to know where your cancer is, where it has spread, how it responds to treatment. So this is an important part of cancer care um, and we'll have the latest coolest technology to offer to our patients uh, but it, it's also uh, an essential component of, uh, of a continuum of cancer care so, so the diagnostic services um, need to be um, uh, taken care of in addition to the treatment capacity. Right this is one piece right? Yes. Okay and so the hiring of people that must be challenging right now too right Dr. Bernard is finding people who are qualified for all these jobs. Correct. For the um, so we have time and we're training a lot of people. This is the other advantage of having a very strong ecosystem uh, in people working in particular particle particle accelerators and chemists and so on that are needed to work behind the scene. Um, so we're fortunate that we have a lot of training capacity and people working in that space in British Columbia um, in the research space and that's feeding in to support the clinical services uh, downstream as well. Um, but at the other end, uh, we have shortages of nuclear medicine technologists, for example, and uh, radiation therapy technologists. So this is a great potential career for young people who are looking into going into healthcare. Uh, There's huge demand, uh, not only in BC, but in Canada and internationally. And these are great jobs uh, where you can care for people and, 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 and get essentially a very, very good career. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to explain it all to us this morning. 
Thank you. We appreciate that. That's Dr. Francois Bernard, who's the Senior Executive Director of Research at BC Cancer. So there was this announcement yesterday uh, from the provincial government and health officials about this new cyclotron and radiopharmacy laboratory in Vancouver. And I thought, well, wait a minute, what is this actually all about? Like if we're talking about improving cancer care, I think people want to know about that. And that, that is what this is. It will enhance access to PET-CTC scans and help them with more cancer diagnoses and treatments, which is the big thing, right? So it's a state-of-the-art facility up and running by 2026, which I think is actually pretty fast. Uh, They have to get people staffed up to do this, but it's kind of one more piece. And as Dr. Bernard explained to us, there's a lot of work being done behind the scenes to try to ramp up the cancer care system. And that's good because we need it. Uh, We clearly waited too long to get this work going, but it is going now. I think it's good sometimes to show that work that is being done right behind the scenes. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.